0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: Most pregnant women will experience at least one food craving during their pregnancy. So what can the classic pickles and ice cream craving and others tell us about our body's needs? What are some of the most common pregnancy food cravings and aversions? And should we listen to our body and indulge in these cravings? I'm Peggy Caroti, registered dietitian, and this is Preggy Pals episode 63.
2: Um is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating?
3: I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise? What
4: pregnancy glow?
3: Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta (laughs) make these
0: pants fit!
3: I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than
2: one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online on the go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Have you joined our Preggy Pals Club? Our members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You'll also get a free subscription to Pregnancy Magazine when you sign up. So visit our website, preggypals.com, if you'd like more information. And thanks to everyone who is listening to this episode through our awesome preggy pals apps. We have a couple of them. They're available in the Apple and Android marketplace. It is the best way, in my personal opinion, to listen on the go. I know for me, I've got two little boys at home already, and we are always on the go doing different things, and it is nice to be able to listen to the episodes on the phone, because yes, even though I do the episodes, it's nice to listen to them again when we're out and about. And our apps are absolutely free, so go ahead and download them today. So let's meet our panelists here in the studio. We will start here here christy tell us a little bit about yourself yeah
4: i'm christy i'm a young 41 i'm actually one of the preggy pals um bloggers right now yay yay (laughs) and i'm due on labor day with a little girl it's our first and we're planning a um, birth center birth at a
2: hospital hospital birth center (laughs) okay clear as mud got it okay absolutely (laughs) all right so uh stephanie tell us a little bit about yourself
5: Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm 30. Um, I have a little six-month-old, almost six-month-old little girl at home. Um, so I'm a stay-at-home mom slash producer for Preggy Pals. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I was so used to saying the... Uh, like all the I, stuff, yeah. and my two days is yeah, blah, exactly. blah, blah, and blah, blah, blah.
2: I was going to say, no. and I'm planning a... <sighs>
5: Not a birth anytime soon. Yeah,
2: not anytime soon, right? (laughs) Okay, and joining us on the phone is Katrin, and she's calling us from Nevada. So, Katrin, tell us a little bit more about yourself.
6: Hi, I'm Katrin. I'm 26, and I work overnights at Walmart. So I've actually been up for quite a while. Um, I'm due August 25th with my first child, a boy. But I also have two step
2: kids, I and Noah. All right, well, welcome to the show. I can tell you guys a little bit about myself. Um, I I have two little boys, as I mentioned earlier. One is three, one is one. I am pregnant again, and last week we found out that I'm having identical twins, which is a super duper big surprise. And uh, I will be um, a mother of four under four, which is another topic that I think we have to explore on our sister show, Parent Savers. <laughs> so I've got some tips on how to handle all this, um, as far as um, you know the due date, we're, we're due in December but twins can come at any point after 36 weeks and still be perfectly healthy so um, now we're kind of November December, I'm not really sure when these little guys or girls are going to arrive we do not know the gender yet hoping to find out soon um, but yeah, during my ultrasound where they told me that I was having twins they tried to look and couldn't see anything yet so we gotta hold out I think for a couple more weeks and I think that's it so we will be right back <coughs> We have a question from one of our listeners. This comes from Deborah, and Deborah writes to us on our Facebook page, actually. Deborah says, any all-natural remedies or treatments for asthma? Unfortunately, my house was hit by a bout of bacterial pneumonia, and while the antibiotics are helping clear the infection, I'm having terrible asthma as a result. My doctor mentioned that because I'm 21 weeks pregnant, I may continue to have asthma during the rest of my pregnancy. Oh, that would be horrible. The inhaler works for a little bit, but then I'm back to wheezing and coughing. Any recommendations?
7: Hi, Deborah. This is Dr. Tara Zandvliet. The key to asthma management in pregnancy is to make sure your baby has enough oxygen. That means you have to breathe well. If you're not breathing well, use your inhaler. Sometimes you need to use an inhaled steroid even, which isn't great for the baby, but it's better than no air. To reduce the use of inhalers though, because I understand that's, that's uh, a good goal. There are some home remedies that work very well. The first thing, of course, is look for the sources of, your, of any allergies like food, food intolerances, dust, dust mites, animals, plants. Consider getting rid of carpets and getting really good HEPA filters on your vacuum, air conditioning vents, or a HEPA filter for your house. The next step is breathing exercises. They can help increase your lung capacity and sometimes even delays the need for a rescue inhaler. You breathe in for a count of 10, constantly inhaling, even though your lungs are full, and then blow out. Alternately, you can inhale in pulses, counting to 10. Some people find that easier to keep their uh, lungs open while they're breathing in. You do this as many times a day as you can remember it. And then there is tea, caffeinated tea, believe it or not, like green or black teas. They have a chemical that is similar to the old asthma medicine, theophylline. It is safe in moderation in pregnancy, And it can open the lungs pretty well. One mug, 8 to 10 ounces or so, up to three times a day, of course, not too late in the day, right, is the usual safe dose in pregnancy. You can breathe in fresh thyme, the herb thyme, in some hot steam. Thyme relaxes the muscles in the lungs and opens them up. So does magnesium. Magnesium is wonderful uh, in pregnancy, but don't go over 250 milligrams a day. Um, Omega fish oils and vitamin C have been proven helpful in asthma and they can help. Eating ginger and turmeric in your food is anti-inflammatory and that will help as well. One caution though is to avoid the herbal asthma teas and the homeopathic asthma medicines because some of the plants that they use um, can be harmful uh, in pregnancy.
2: Food cravings and aversions are common during pregnancy, especially during your first trimester. Peggy carote is a registered dietitian, and she's also a mom who's personally experienced food cravings and aversions during her own pregnancy. So, Peggy, welcome to Peggy Pals. Oh, thank you. Like We were talking about, Stephanie and I were talking about earlier, we're going to nickname the show um, Peggy Pals. <laughs> <laughs> At least this episode is going to be Peggy Pals okay. in honor of our, our guest expert here. Okay. So, um, Peggy, how common are pregnancy food cravings? And as well as aversions, we're going to kind of lump them together here.
1: Uh, Very common. Um, You know, when you're pregnant, you have the raging hormones, as everyone calls them. We have excess hormones, and what those do is increase our sense of smell and our uh, sense of uh, taste. And at the beginning of your pregnancy, normally that first trimester, that's probably where you're going to get your aversions because you're nauseous and maybe vomiting. And so you're going to have an aversion to a food or a smell that might bring that on. So you're going to probably avoid foods in your first trimester. And then hopefully after you get through that first trimester, you do feel better. And then you're probably going to start really getting into the cravings.
2: Okay. But it it is possible to have cravings even in your first trimester, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, some people don't even get, you know, the um, morning sickness. Yeah. But others do. Like for me, I had morning sickness my whole Pregnancy. Your whole pregnancy, really? yeah, it was horrible. <gasps> I ate because I had to eat, Ugh. not because I wanted to eat, yeah, the whole pregnancy so so everybody's different, it's right, it's no two people are the same.
2: Oh, of course. Okay, so I have to ask the panelists here in the studio, as well as Catron on the phone, you know, have you guys experienced this? When did you experience it in your pregnancy? And during the second half of the show, we'll talk more specifically about what your, you know, aversions were, your cravings were. But for for now, did you guys experience it at all? What do you think, Christy?
4: Well, I had a lot more aversions. I, no. I never was really nauseous. I, I wasn't Throwing up most of my first trimester, but I just never felt great. So I was just averse um, <laughs> to most food, and yeah. um, there was in particular, and to this day, I am still averse to one specific Mexican restaurant here in San Diego <laughs> that begins with an R. I don't know if you want me to say names, well. but um, <laughs> and it feels kind of personal at this point. Like I'm happy to eat anywhere but this one place.
2: Really? Yeah,
4: I'm not averse to anything else, really. But and that started during your pregnancy? That, that was only, it was one of my favorite places to go before the wow. pregnancy. And as soon as I was pregnant, and that was always, um, when we're trying to figure out where we want to eat, we kind of give each other like, okay, what's your top three? What's your top three? Okay. And then we figured out and my top. And it was usually a good top three for yeah. me <laughs> most of the time. As soon as I was pregnant, I'm like anywhere but there. And still no desire to go.
2: Really? Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> uh, what about you, Stephanie?
4: Okay, so in the first trimester,
5: I think I got by eating oranges and oranges alone. (laughs) And then, um, and I craved the smell of oranges. So, you know, I don't know, there's nothing really nutritionally based about that. But I think I've read somewhere that the smell of citrus is supposed to kind of help with. uh, Like nausea? Yeah, 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 Yeah. something like that. Um, And fruit in general, but I had an aversion to fish my entire pregnancy. I could not eat. I couldn't smell fish, I couldn't eat fish. It just was and I love fish. I could I could live on fish normally. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
5: and meat in general, I didn't want to cook chicken. I didn't want to look at the raw chicken, to cut it, to smell it, oh to smell it. Whoa. Uh,
1: <laughs>
5: but now I'm okay. Everything everything, everything went, went away. Back, uh, yeah, everything went away. There's no back Mexican restaurant you don't like um,
2: anymore.
5: <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, no specific restaurant, but I th- I thought my kid was going to come out as a burrito. <laughs> I, I could not get enough. <laughs> so I, that's all I wanted well, was Mexican food. Well, when you swaddle food. them they kind of look like little burritos. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she uh, yeah, she she wanted Mexican food that's what she wanted. <laughs> but um yeah, everything nothing unusual though. I mean, okay. I think yeah.
2: Okay. So, Catron, what about you? Do you have any um, you know, food cravings, without going into the specifics of, of all of them, or any aversions now um, in your pregnancy?
6: I definitely did in my first trimester. I actually had a pretty easy first trimester. I didn't have a whole lot of morning sickness or anything like that, so I did crave a lot of um, healthy foods. Uh, it kind of went away in my second trimester, and then I've been noticing now in my third that it is definitely coming back,
7: uh-huh. but in a different way.
6: Um, in my first trimester, it was more just groups of foods, and now in my third, I'll just think of something or I'll see something and I'll want it right now, which is strange, <laughs> but kind <laughs> of interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's bad with oh, the I've, no-
4: I've noticed that. I'll see. I'll see a commercial like for cheesecake and i'm like oh, cheesecake sounds such a good idea oh like, really? you know, yeah yeah like yeah i'm, I'm very a marketing victim all over the place <laughs> yeah Oh, commercials. love you right now <laughs> tv
5: commercials are terrible because oh, yeah. you'd be like
4: man i want a pop-tart like <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know where i haven't had a pop-tart since i was eight years old <laughs> exactly. and I, I want a pop-tart and it sounds like a really good idea <laughs> yeah. at the time like yeah i never eat pop-tarts anymore but it's like Oh, (laughs) Pop-Tart.
5: And I'm sorry, because you're
2: probably going to go out and get a Pop-Tart now. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Well, Peggy, one of the things I wanted to touch on was something that Catron talked about, and that was something coming and going. You know, I mean, is that common? Um, Obviously, we can get these cravings and aversions throughout our pregnancy, but um, have you seen that before where, um, or even experienced it personally where something comes and goes like that?
1: Sure. um, You know, during your pregnancy, your your body's going through so much changes, and you're emotionally going through changes. So, you know, emotionally, it may be a comfort food. It may be something that's going to, you know, bring bring you some comfort because maybe emotionally right now you're kind of like going off the wall. Yeah. And so th- there, you know... Pregnancy is a sp- very special time, but it's not a normal time. Right. So right. you know, and if there are healthy cravings, um, not that I would say pop tarts <laughs> 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 would be on the top <laughs> of the <laughs> list. But um, if it, if it's you know if your weight is in check and you know you're eating most of the time healthy, then you know go go yeah. ahead and have that. Yeah. So it's all in balance.
2: I loved, you know, Catron, you were talking about how you craved healthy stuff. And, man, I don't know what's wrong with my body, but it is not the healthy stuff. Then my body is... I, I wish it was. I wish you know, was
1: less than 10% of people crave healthy uh, <laughs> cravings during pregnancy, really? unfortunately. Yeah. yeah.
5: Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I craved pizza. That's There's <laughs> healthy stuff on pizza, right?
4: <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. And, and <laughs> tomatoes and <laughs> yeah, cheese. I mean, you, you know, need cheese yeah. in your life. I wanted kale <laughs> chips. Kale's <in the, gasps> oh, wow. really kale, healthy, yeah. Kale chips and... um. Um, avocado sushi rolls. Yeah. Like just
5: Oh, yeah. avocado was another one of my aversions my entire pregnancy, which is so weird. So weird for me. Because yeah, you normally like avocado. lot avocado. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mine was broccoli. Oh, I love <laughs> And to this day, I still cannot eat cooked broccoli. Really? But I can eat raw broccoli, which I Well, broccoli did other things. That's another episode. (laughs) But broccoli was, it was the smell for me, I still can't get over that smell. Yeah. (laughs) Even though my kids are 21 and 22. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So we eat a lot of raw broccoli in my house.
5: (laughs) And actually, one of our Facebook friends, um, Charlene Bronsol-Long, I hope I pronounced that right, said, I love dark leafy greens. Uh, but in my first trimester, I could not eat them. All I wanted was bread and cheese or pizza and lasagna. <laughs> Fortunately, by 20 weeks, that aversion went away. So
3: yeah, so she craved,
2: she, she
5: liked her dark leafy greens mm. again. <laughs> Good.
3: <laughs> okay, so why
2: do we crave these foods, Peggy? I mean, are there specific reasons why, you know, we start to like something and then change our minds and all this kind of stuff?
1: Oh, there's theories. There's yeah. no science. Um you may be craving something salty because your body's telling you you need more sodium you may be craving that burger cuz your body's telling you you need uh, more protein so th- that that's the theories um, that if you're craving a certain certain something then maybe your body is needing that what's in that nutritionally
2: but there's nothing medical no medical to prove n- that or no mm-mm. okay We talked about hormones kind of racing through the body, and then, you know, to your credit, what you were just talking about, kind of a nutritional deficiency. These are some of the things that I found online that people were trying to blame or whatever, credit their cravings to. So hormonal changes, nutritional deficiencies, emotional need, and I think for for women, that can play into it a lot. We are a ball of emotions right now on so many different levels. Um, Have you guys experienced that if you go through a particular emotional state that you find yourself craving do you remember that at all Stop oh yeah your yeah comfort foods yeah
5: definitely like a chili and uh, you know just yeah. warm it was winter time so you know chili and bread
1: and yeah bread and pizza and anything <laughs> anything oh, delicious women just, women just tend to chocolate. be more emotional eaters yes. even without being pregnant we're just yeah. we're yeah. just a more emotional yeah. being and uh, for some people, when you're emotional, food is your comfort. Yeah, yeah. and
5: add you know add the hormones in, right? Right. Then you. Know, right. Then yeah. I never was a big chocolate eater until I was pregnant, and oh. then all of a sudden I was like, oh, chocolate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what chocolate love is all about.
4: <laughs> yeah, I actually felt really lucky in a way. I um, I, I wrote a blog post on pregypals. dot com about being gluten free and having a gluten free pregnancy. So. I had to learn how to deal with the cravings for all those wonderful, comforting, glutinous foods before I was pregnant. So by the time I was pregnant, I had already kind of learned how to manage cravings. And so that was
2: really helpful, actually. Really? I mean, did it work? Because I know sometimes I'm just like, I know I shouldn't eat that, but I just feel like my body's just calling for that, and I'm just going to eat it. Yeah, no,
4: I really, I mean, like, I have, I would say I've had preferences and aversions, but not cravings. I've never had Hmm. that kind of thing. Like, um, Antonio's, one of his friends said, oh, just wait, you know, my wife had me going to KFC in the middle of the night every (laughs) night and getting, and then I had to go to the bodega and get watermelon. And... (laughs) And he said he goes just wait till those midnight cravings come. He goes, I don't think that's going to happen for us. I never had those late night no. Mm-hmm.
5: I th- I I think that was more I, I don't know. I think that's all dramatic.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's in, you know, for me I think at this it, it would also indulging in some cravings would have just been indulging in you know the chaos
2: and drama of wanting to indulge in emotional stuff that's what i was going to say i think that's Mm -hmm. when that comes into play Mm because sometimes i'm like do i really need that or am i just you know going through something that i think this is going to make me feel better right and for me or am i a marketing victim thinking (laughs) pop tarts are good Or, and this is this is something else that I found online, people say um, they think they have these crazy cravings, but they're really just trying to ward off some sort of nausea or some sort of, you know, pregnancy symptom. They're trying to, to get, a, you know, around. And I, I find myself doing that, too, because I'm still, you know, I'm about 15 weeks, and um, I'm still kind of feeling that nausea. I'm really hoping it goes away. And it did with my singletons, but now that I'm pregnant with twins, I really don't know what's going to happen with this. So I could have it, you know, hopefully, Peggy, I don't have it my whole pregnancy.
1: Lord, um, uh, ginger could be your friend I,
2: right exactly <laughs> but um chips and salsa right now are really big with me and it doesn't need to be something that's super spicy salsa but like um <laughs> you're talking about running to kfc in the middle of the night or whatever and i told my husband yesterday he was going out somewhere and i'm like i am really craving um the chilies you know the the restaurant chilies um they have their bottomless chips and salsa and I don't know if you've ever had. It, and this is like a huge, like, commercial ad, basically, for Chili's right now. But it is fabulous, and their their chips are really light and flaky and whatever, and they're really, really good. And they're hot, and, <laughs> and I just was craving that. And, and he was like, "You really want me to go, t- you know, to Chili's to get you these chips and salsa?" There's chips and salsa in the cabinet. It's kind of shameful to admit, but sometimes it's just like, oh, you know, what? Sauce is healthy. Now. Oh, it's not the salsa stuff that I'm talking about. <laughs> Peggy, we're going to talk about pica cravings or pica or however you guys pronounce it. <laughs> this is craziness to me. Okay. So apparently everyone in the world knew about this besides me. I'm just now finding out about this. But if you Google it, it's totally crazy. Um, Peggy, tell us a little bit more about it.
1: Um I say pica. pica. Um, it's a craving for non-food items, which can be dangerous. Uh, number one, your body doesn't know how to digest it. And a lot of women tend to crave clay. They'll even take the clay pots and grind them up and eat them. Who's a lot of people, though? Well, you like, know, less than 10% of women get get this. That's so a
0: lot. But still,
1: you know, and, and like in the South, it's a black women think that if they eat this clay, the red clay, their baby will come out of beautiful color. And so it gets to be psychological, too. Wow. And what's dangerous about that is um, there's a lot of lead in that. So the mother and the baby are ingesting a lot of lead, and also it can rupture the placenta. And so it's a really dangerous situation, and they do try to study it, and they they keep saying that maybe you need more... um, want to say lead now, Uh mm-hmm. iron in your, um in your diet. Mm-hmm. And so they do try that. And Pika can even happen with young children. It, it's oh, out there too. Really? It's not just pregnant women, but it's... There's a
4: reality show about it. No, there oh. is not. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. there is. Is there really? Like, yeah, yeah. What's it called? I, I can't don't remember. know. I just remember... Pika people? Pica people? would be a good name. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Something about my weird food addiction or something. Yeah, I think I
1: saw something because yeah. someone ate, broke glass yeah. and ate glass. And she actually would yeah. eat a whole glass mm-hmm, every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, a woman, wh- I, the one I saw was she ate, she was eating her couch.
1: <laughs> oh, I think I saw a commercial for that no, one. Yeah, are you it's kidding tragic. me? No. This is so weird. No, yeah. I, I, you know. And... And if this happens, you really <laughs> need to get Consult a consultant doctor because yeah. it's really a dangerous situation. Some of it, it is just your body can't digest it, and well, it's going to cause all kinds of internal damage. And if you're pregnant, it can um, rupture your placenta. And then some of it just has dangerous stuff in it. And eating glass. I just you know. want to
2: know what causes someone to to want that. I mean, it's one thing to think your baby's going to turn a certain color, so you're going to eat this or whatever. Or in in Stephanie's case, your baby's going to turn into a burrito because <laughs> you eat so many burritos. Like, I, I kind of see the cause and effect there. But like, what's eating a couch going to do? It can't be like I'm 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 you know I'm I'm really want that because I know that tastes good. It can't be a taste thing. It's it has.
1: I always think it's more on the emotional roller coaster that they're oh on. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm.
2: And is there help for people like that? Well, to, you, you I mean,
1: really need to go see a doctor and right. get psychological help.
2: Okay, so it's a psychological thing. At that, yeah. yeah. Nice, good stuff. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll explore the top pregnancy food cravings. We'll talk about more aversions as well as well as some possible substitutes for those cravings if they're not that healthy for you. But no couches. We're not going no down couches. that road anymore. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we're discussing pregnancy food cravings as well as aversions, and Peggy Carodi is our expert. She is a registered dietitian right here in San Diego. All right, so in this half of the show, we are going to go down a list of common pregnancy food cravings, as well as talk about some aversions, and this is from some lists I found online, so, you know, um, it's completely accurate because it's (laughs) (laughs) internet-based. No, but it's basically just, you know, everyone has their own opinions, and these are some of the common things that people say. Some of them we've talked about previously in the show, but I thought it'd be fun to go through and uh, to mention them again. All right, so ice, you know, ice chips, stuff like that, you know, stuff that you just get from your fridge where you just hit the ice thing and yeah, right. you know crushed ice comes in um, I really I really enjoy ice I know in my last pregnancy I had gestational diabetes and I had to do the non-stress test at the end and they gave me crushed ice all the time to make sure you know the, the baby was moving and so they could you know get the the monitoring they needed to get done and I loved it they had like the best crushed ice <laughs> okay I know that sounds silly right no, no, no. like oh, no. quality crushed ice no
5: because when I the hospital that I gave birth at, they had the best crushed ice. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I'm not well, maybe it was just my state at that point. But and I've actually heard this from other people that delivered there that they have the best. Maybe it's ice a hospital chips.
2: thing. Maybe be because they've got some sort of, you know, they've got to produce this crushed ice on such a mass
5: maybe level. I mean maybe yes.
2: restaurants have this too, it's but super you delicious. Know, yeah, it's it was really so good. Great. It has I think it has something to do with the 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 texture and stuff and how it melts. Like so whatever comes out of size. my yeah, it is, it is. Like, whatever comes out of my fridge, like, isn't that quality stuff. Yeah, it's not yeah. like snow cone stuff, you know? It's like rough edges or whatever. <laughs> you like how i dissecting ice We're here. crushed as
1: connoisseurs <laughs> here. <laughs> I would say that's not a bad craving. Because yeah. you, you're, you're so thirsty during pregnancy, even breastfeeding. That Yeah. You know, chewing on ice would be fun.
2: Well and yeah, I mean it's water, right? right. So when you are, and and you are proving
1: why this is on the
4: list now, your passion for ice <laughs> <Really? is> definitely <laughs> shining through. I, I didn't <laughs> quite get it, but now I'm like, Oh. There's some You'll passion. Just it. Go you home just and try, try it. It. Yeah, ice is
5: gluten free.
2: Yeah. <laughs> ice <laughs> is gluten free. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, um, chocolate is next on the list. And Stephanie, you talked about this a little bit. Um, Anybody else really like chocolate? I I love chocolate, and in my probably
4: the first trimester and into the second trimester, total aversion. Did not want it at all. I was kind of like, oh, my God. And her, and, and, you know, the baby's dad doesn't like chocolate. I'm like, oh, what if, I, what, if I, what if she doesn't want chocolate? What if I'll never be able to share chocolate with her?
2: Like, <laughs> you know, you that, really went in depth with this, didn't you?
4: <laughs> well, yeah, hormones. Let's just right. say that moment was brought to you by my hormones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to have my little candy bar every day, too. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. good stuff. I actually found um, a prenatal vitamin online that is a chewable chocolate prenatal. I swear, oh. I'm going to buy these. <laughs> I'm actually I actually myself see if they'll sponsor the show because i'm so excited about their product (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so um chocolate i'm a big fan of chocolate Katrin, what do you think about chocolate
6: Oh, I love chocolate, Yeah, I've noticed that it's more, I just want sugar every day at this point, yeah. so it yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be chocolate. It can be cheesecake or ice cream <laughs> or anything super unhealthy and sugary.
2: Yep, I hear ya. Okay, so uh, spicy foods, um, and this could really be anything, you know. Hot
6: wings. I had hot wings <laughs> probably four or five times last week.
4: <gasps> oh,
1: that <laughs> sounds
6: good.
2: That sounds really great.
1: Really feeling the spicy. Yes. Yeah. Spice- um, spicy always seems to me it settles my stomach. I don't. It's probably psychological. Yeah. but I do. I did crave spicy. Yeah. And even today, like if if I'm not feeling really great, uh-huh. I just want something real spicy. Yeah. You it's know? like the kind, the kind chicken of clears tortilla the system. Soup. Or something. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: I have this thing going on with me now. I made my husband go get this huge jar from like a warehouse store of um, sliced jalapenos. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I like yesterday, we, he was cooking dinner. We were in the kitchen or whatever. And he's like, why do you have the jalapenos out? And I'm like, because I'm eating them. And he's like, oh, well, what are you eating them on? I'm like, I, I just poured some in a bowl. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> eating, <laughs> just snacking on jalapenos. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, what's the difference between a jalapeno and a pickle? Seriously, like you could grab like a a pickle spear or just some jalapenos. What's what's the big deal? So that
1: one's actually um, not only spicy but salty.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, to the jalapenos. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah. Yeah,
5: I definitely, spicy foods, the spicier the better. And I, I was never a big fan of spicy. Yeah. But yeah, I put um, Cholula on everything. Like <laughs> one, of my, one of my cravings was pizza, and I put Cholula on. Oh, yeah. I just poured it all over. It <laughs> it's like, been, like, there's this on one it. commercial for a specific hot sauce that, um, there's this grandma, and she says, right. like, I put that blank on everything. <laughs> yeah, that was it's me just me really with tight, that pregnant woman, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> um, the big one um, on the list is pickles. You hear a lot about the combination of pickles and ice cream. Actually, both pickles and ice cream are on this list. Um, Anyone actually want them together? I never quite understood. Yeah, and when they say pickles and ice cream, do they mean together? I think I think some
1: people do. You know, put them in the
2: bowl. But like sweet and savory
5: in general, I think. I mean, it may sweet not be and that. Salty.
1: Sweet
2: and salty. Oh, yeah, yeah. sweet and salty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like and, you know, cool. there's
1: like four categories that you tend to. It's the sweet, the spicy, the salty, and some like the sour. So mm. the pickles yeah. could be the sour, too.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you guys like pickles in general?
4: I, I, in general, I love pickles. I can't say that my desire for them has changed. that has yeah. been kind of consistent. Yeah,
5: it was the same for me. Yeah, my husband thought he was being funny, and he (laughs) got a giant jar of pickles pickles. for me, and you know, he's like, here you go, I know you're going to want these, and I'm like, you're sweet, but I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're sweet, but he watched too much TV. He ended up eating more than I did.
2: (laughs) <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, that was fun. That was a fun discussion on that. Uh, anything we missed, Peggy, that we need to, to let our listeners know when it comes to cravings or aversions? Oh, well, if you have a craving or aversion, as long as you're
1: eating for the most part. Look at the right. big picture the whole day. Right. Then go for the craving if you have room for it. Right. But and, make and sure you're getting your nutrition in, <laughs> too.
2: Yeah. And your heartburn isn't acting out because as, as we're talking about this, I'm starting to get heartburn. I'm well, like, <laughs> I <laughs> know uh, my doctor would always tell me, stop eating
1: that spicy. Then oh, it no, that, right? <laughs> it doesn't it like, matter. No, that it's just like, not It's the jalapenos from last night. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> Water gave me heartburn. Yeah. It's, it's an Oh, heartburn. everything, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies. Well, thanks for joining us today. This conversation continues for members of our preggy Pals Club. After the show, we're going to talk about all these food cravings that we've been having. Well, what are some good substitutes for those, especially if you don't feel like you can eat those during your pregnancy or you're not supposed to eat them? Perhaps you have gestational diabetes or you're trying to go on the gluten-free uh, diet, as uh, as Christy was talking about earlier. So what are some substitutes that you can put in your diet um, for some of those crazy cravings? If you want more information about our preggy Pals, club visit our website preggypals.com
0: waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season life lock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues
3: Hi, Preggy Pals listeners. I'm Robin Kaplan, an international board certified lactation consultant, owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center, and the host and producer of Preggy Pals sister show, The Boob Group. I'm here to offer some advice on what you can do during pregnancy to prepare for a positive breastfeeding experience, such as take a prenatal breastfeeding class. As many of us prepare for our first child, we take childbirth classes and spend hours on the internet researching the best car seats and strollers we can find. Yet one thing that often falls by the wayside is taking a breastfeeding class. We figure that breastfeeding is something that should just come naturally, so we will just learn on the job. For some new moms, that works out just fine. The baby is born, he latches beautifully, the mom's milk supply comes in, and everybody's happy. However, for most of us, not taking a breastfeeding class can actually be a real detriment to this breastfeeding process. Unfortunately, many of us new moms are given incorrect information about how a milk supply is established, how often a newborn should breastfeed, and what signs to look for if something is not going quite right. We also hear tons of horror stories about sore nipples and low milk supply. So how can we expect to succeed if we don't know what normal breastfeeding looks like? A fantastic breastfeeding class should cover all of this, like what to expect in those first few weeks of breastfeeding, positioning and latch, which signs indicate that your baby is getting enough, and also common breastfeeding concerns. And since breastfeeding is not something you can practice before your baby arrives, your breastfeeding class should also go over local resources you might need for breastfeeding support after your baby is born. I also highly recommend bringing your partner with you to this breastfeeding class. First of all, it is important for your partner to be aware of what you will be working on to establish a positive breastfeeding experience. Secondly, your partner will be able to assist you more easily if he or she actually knows what to look for. And thirdly, your partner will hopefully be your cheerleader during this process of getting breastfeeding off to a great start. So the goal is for him or her to come away with some tangible ways to help you during this process. So, my advice is to Google which breastfeeding classes are being offered in your area and plan to attend one during your 7th or 8th month of pregnancy. I promise you, it will be worth your time. For more great information about what you can do during pregnancy to prepare for a positive breastfeeding experience, check out my blog at SanDiegoBreastfeedingCenter.com backslash blog and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals in the Boob Group for fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and breastfeeding support.
2: That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way.
3: This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.